Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Coming up on the payoff, this week is a different type of format. I had a big life experience, or it's all relative. For me, it was a big life experience. I I had a pacemaker, uh, I guess you would say installed or placed inside my body. Inside my body. Actually, it was above my chest where it's supposed to go by your heart on the left side. But the experience for me was magical and also part Part of it was dark on the backside with some of the stuff that goes on with prescription drugs you take with surgery or after a major surgery. I had an incredible support system, uh, which had a, a lot to do with sobriety. And I'm going to cover that with my brother, Michael, who flew in from out of town to be with me uh, for the surgery. Uh, and it was just an unbelievable moment, I guess, in time for me and and, and it, along this journey of recovery. I want to say one thing, too. This Heart problem I have, just to tell you a quick story. When I was playing football in high school, and I was lucky enough because I wasn't really that good to get a scholarship offer to go to the University of Richmond to play football there. I was going to play in a high school all star game. This is, I'm going to say, late 90s, not to totally age myself. I'm playing in a high school all star game in Philly, and I'm going to get a what do you call it? Um, a physical and before you could play. And the doctor said, your heart is beating funny. You have something wrong with it. You have an arrhythmia. I can't clear you to play in this game till you see a cardiologist. Long story short, I see a cardiologist and he figures out this guy, Evan Lowe at the University of Pennsylvania at the time, he figures out you have a heart problem. It's cardiomyopathy. Basically, he said, you're never going to play football again. And at this point in time, I had been abusing drugs like crazy my whole senior year. Uh, and, uh, you know, late my junior year and, and, you know, the whole, the whole deal, uh, short of like heroin and cocaine, I was pretty much doing it, putting anything in my body. And he said, you could have gotten this two ways. It could be viral cardiomyopathy, or you could have gotten it through alcohol and drug abuse. And I remember saying to him so quickly, it was a virus, you know, it was like a, a game show. It was like, I'll take the virus. And because I couldn't let anything get in between me and my alcohol. Uh, so look, this is something I didn't treat for a long time, uh, paying attention to my heart problem. And it still has taken me a long time, uh, on the other side of sobriety to totally get into it and, and do everything I need to do to fix it. But I'm trying to do that now. Uh, so this is a conversation about with my brother, Michael, about what happened last week and, uh, exactly how this whole thing played out. So, but first Kevin Souza was not there, but he is always here in spirit. Kevin Souza. Mike. All right. How, how uh, are we doing now? That's better. Much better. <laughs> Mike, right, now, Mike Hamilton says much Is that much better? better? Yeah. Is that much better? Yeah, we're we're good. <laughs> Mike, can you Mike, can Mike hear me? That's why. Yeah, Mike can hear you well. <laughs> hello, hello. Mike, where are you right now? I'm in my office, Pete. That's where you called from. Yes, you you should know. I mean, what is this? I don't know what's going on right now. Um, 
Mike, it's good to hear. Pete, do you mind if Mike and I just talk for a little bit? Because you really, this is unbelievable. Well, look, it's. Um, go ahead. Are we are we starting? Yeah, what, we can what? start right now. Usually, I like to keep it organic. Um, I have one. Okay, yeah, I, have one, I have one guest. Go. I have one guest who was like, "Well, you're not going to use that." I was like, "Yeah, we started." She's like, "No, we didn't." <laughs> She's like, "Start over." Oh. I was like, "Okay, uh, no problem." Right, so we're so we're started. But you don't have that kind of juice. Yeah, we're going to go right into it. So, Mike, my brother. Uh, well, hold on. I let me just before <laughs> I said we're getting started, but I don't have that kind of juice because I'll tell you what. Leaving me sitting around here, I, I know that uh, it's four ten. I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be damned if Jaminski would have sat waiting for this. You know. Well, I said to Mike uh, Hamilton, I said, "Well, it's my, it's my brother, so thank thank God." <laughs> you know what? That's that's the problem. We take things for granted. We do, and that's part of this podcast. Is is you know we do take things for granted. Uh, our our sobriety included. Uh, now, Mike. You, I'm, I'm kind of going to drive the ship here, but I do want you to be, <laughs> I want you to be vocal and you can ask me any questions you want. Great. Uh, we'll try to keep you, get you home by dinner time. You came into central Texas last Friday, uh, because, yep. and as I talked, uh, about off, off the top of the podcast, or I'm going to talk about it on tape, but afterwards, you know, I had cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. I've had it for years and I had to have. A defibrillator placed uh, inside my body. And originally it was supposed to be uh, underneath my, my arm, uh, left arm, but then they put it over my chest. And you, like, last minute. Now, you ha- what's your sobriety date for people that don't know? Uh, it is 11-11, um, and I'm, uh, I'll be 15 years coming up here. So 15 years coming up in November 11th, right? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> and I'm November 7th. That's kind of cool. What do you think? But different year, different years, right? Yeah, so 2011. <laughs> All right, so you you surprised me. Well, I think it's important that we mention you're sober. So you surprised me. Uh, you know, I didn't have yeah. any family coming into town. My girlfriend Michelle was going to manage the whole situation. She's capable, uh, and I was fine, ready to go with that, feeling really good about that. But then the last minute, you got involved, and so what happened? Well, so obviously this is something that you keep very close to the, to the vest. Yeah. I don't tell really anybody about this at all. And I, and I think that you, you know, you don't like to talk about it. And, and that's part of this process, which has been pretty, pretty awesome to, to, to watch. So I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about a little bit, but it's been, so I was in Boston and, you know, I also think you, you, you're wired a lot like me, you know, just as a person and maybe also, you, know, you put the ism in there, and uh, it's about procrastinating, putting things off until they're they're right in front of you. I know you had to get this done, and you know, I I, uh, I called you. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and I said, "Hey, there's an outside shot I can get down there. I'm going to make it happen." And and you know, had you be, had you said, "No, no, that's ridiculous. Don't come. Don't come." I probably still would have come. But I would have been like, ah, you know, I wouldn't have pushed as hard. But you were like, ah, you know, the hesitation in your voice, it just, I knew right away that that I had to get down there. I mean, and then I thought if I was in his shoes and I was with someone I cared about and loved, you know, like, like, you know, girlfriend or wife, there's still something about having blood family 
in there when you go through it, like that comfort. So I was just, you know, I just wanted to get down there. You know, I wanted to be with you and I, it was the right thing to do, you know, and, uh, made a couple adjustments and flew from Boston to, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth and drove down to, uh, Waco. It, and was, it was awesome. It, it was, it was, it was unbelievably it, rewarding. It was unbelievable to have you there. And that's one of those things I think with the ego <laughs> that I can talk about a little bit that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to let people know you're unique, right? Like I'm unique. Like I don't have a problem. I don't need to take my meds. I don't need to have this procedure done. That's all. The further I've looked at it, just even today, that's all ego. And if you don't want to die, that ego has to be smashed. Like I have to welcome you coming to town. I mean, and I did right ultimately, but I certainly I've had too big an ego. Yeah. I have too big an ego to like ask somebody for help. You know, like uh, Michelle. Like I was. She was. I don't even take my meds, and she, you know, she's like, "You got to do this stuff," and it's all ego related i think it is for me i mean i don't like the way that the medicine feels whatever but you know i'm back to taking it again and uh well look i i was even wishing you know when we're there um and and the great thing was you know i expected to be sitting in the waiting room you know but to be in the actual recovery room like right until you went in and went out was was unbelievable and, and that that team there did an awesome job of just making everyone feel welcome and comfortable i mean that was that was great um they did an unbelievable but, job alan from uh boston scientific which is you know alan is in the rooms i'm not going to say his last name but he he right. was like an angel almost I, he when i had my consultation he showed up as the rep I, I, and i was get out of here i know him from meetings and that was a huge <clears throat> level of comfort and then he is a sober guy you are sober Michelle is sober, and and I am, of course, yeah. and the four of us are in there talking. I mean, that I, I'm like, you got to be yeah. kidding me, because I was thinking, you know, if if not all four of these people are sober, and who knows what Alan's up to? I know what you're up to. I can't speak for mm -hmm. Michelle, but I can speak for myself. I'm certainly not getting my heart fixed or or working on any no, of this. Un unfortunately, when 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 Doctor Chen came in, who was doing the surgery, I definitely smelled like Johnny Walker on his breath. But <laughs> you know. We'll leave that for another. Doctor Chen another, did another a great day. job, and Mike is joking <laughs> around because yeah, Doctor yeah. Chen is actually yeah. Doctor Chen is a real person, so we have to be careful here. Yeah, is he? Yes, he is. He was not. He was amazing. Amazing. Well, Peter's still alive, so he's the guy, and he's success. the guy that got me to do it. He told me, Mike. I mean, I would see him for consultations. He's in the electrophysiologist. You see, he deals with the electric, right, and the cardiologist. Uh, who I see here, mm -hmm. Dr. Falcone, and they deal with the plumbing. That's kind of how it works without getting into stuff way above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. And he told me, hey, man, you're out there running all the time. Somebody's going to find you on that trail dead if things, if things go wrong. And you need this safety valve, and you also need to, to get on your meds. And these are things that you don't want to hear. A lot of times, a lot of us out there that think, okay, I'm sober now. Everything else is going to fall into place. Being a grown-up yeah. yeah. is is taking care of that stuff. What, what, what for you, because something, there was something that, that changed an aha moment of some sort to say, I got to get this done. Dr. Chen, again, Dr. You, Chen you, telling me I was going to, somebody was going to find me dead. So one day I went to Penn. That was it. Well, I went to Penn and they were, you know, I was working with people there and I got a, I, I would always get my ejection fraction for people that know anything about this is low. It's like in the high twenties, low thirties, which is like, very bad. I'm asymptomatic, have been. So when I went to 
Penn, this is 2019, July. I got my a workup done there and they did the uh the echo. And and a nurse called me. She said, Look, you need to get because I would fly home and just go, you know, loop it into a vacation, right? Like priorities. Oh, I'm gonna go home. Let me get this done too. A nurse called and she was like, You need to get a uh, a defibrillator and you need to get a doctor down in central Texas. And she was like, or you're going to die. And I remember thinking, uh, okay. And then I saw Dr. Chen, you know, and Mike, that was two years ago. That's how slow the ball has moved. And here we are sitting here today, finally on the right thing uh, by the grace of God, just like getting sober on the right side of this thing. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was shocked that you were getting it done. I mean, I knew it was at a bad, bad spot, but then to be in the room there, and, you know, talk about your medicine and, and, you know, it was like, you know, there was no hiding there because you'd been honest with Michelle and, and with Alan there and the nurses and Dr. Chen, you know, I haven't been taking my medicine at all. And I was like, holy Christmas, I had no clue that you weren't ever taking your medicine. Um, and by all accounts, these are things that are extremely important for cardiomyopathy. Uh, very, um, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's amazing when you think about it, you do all this work to get sober and you haven't drank in nine years. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. Nine and a half. Good. We can do months like you're a little baby still. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it was just, um, it was, it was amazing. You know, I mean, it was, what did you think? Now, how many, how many, sur- how many surgeries have you had since you've been sober? I know you got like the neck issue and stuff. Um, oh, so I've had two shoulder surgeries, and then I've had a, a neck procedures like uh, where they, you know, these these infractions where they they um they solder the nerves. But the ones that were the shoulder surgeries where I had to take um I had to take very strong drugs. And so, how did you feel about that? Like coming out of that. Uh, that, that, that whole situation, if you could talk a little bit about that, because that's something Sure. people in sobriety, they talk about it, but I, I, I nobody talked about it with me and, and I was looking at it like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get a freebie out of this. So I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew I was having surgery right. that people would consider like pr- pretty, mm-hmm. a, a big enough deal where if, if the doctor's going to give you an anesthetic, you yeah. have to, you can't stay awake during it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything yeah, after that. Well, it's up to you. Well, I'll tell you, I think our experiences were slightly different. Um, well, when I was getting the anesthesia, I remember it was so quick. Like the, like the, the, both times actually was, you know, count, count backwards. And by nine I was out. Right. And then, you know, I had the nerve block on, which is when you can't feel anything. So I left the hospital not feeling anything at all because of a, you know, nerve block and some, pain medication that was in my IV and one of the things with shoulder surgery that you will hear all day every day is that you absolutely need to be on oxycodone and oxycodone because the pain is severe and that's just that there's no getting around this one like shoulder surgery where all the nerves are it's awful Mm -hmm. and I you know and, and every nurse stay ahead of the pain stay ahead of the pain stay ahead of the pain now here I am you know the alcoholism going both ways I'm like I don't want to take these drugs and I can, I can handle this myself. I can, I'm different than everybody else. The pain won't affect me. So I took like, you know, only one of the the pills I was supposed to before bedtime. And I woke up at midnight, like 
no, no pain I've ever felt before. I remember. I mean, it was like the worst pain I could imagine. And I was, and I, you know, I, I yelled and Tara came into the room I was in for the, the way I slept. And I'm like, give me whatever we need to take. And, and from that moment on, I stayed on top of the medication. I had my wife, Tara. Oh, Tara. Give me so Tara's your I, wife? <laughs> Our mom yeah, is named exactly. Tara. <laughs> Well, what? No, yeah, my, no. So Tara, my wife, I, I'd like to introduce her to the you know three people listening. So, um, the, Tara, so Tara, um, you know, came in and, and and gave me the medicine. From that point on, I took it mathematically, and she gave it to me. And to me, it's like if there's a if there's a you know, the as needed part scares me too as an alcoholic, yeah. you know, or, or as an addict, like as needed. Well, I'm like, Oof. you know, I want to take it. If it says every four hours, take it every four hours. And then, you know, if it starts feeling better, I'll tell her to get rid of it. I like to stay on that. that so, you know, it, it, to me, it, that feels very, um, very paced by, by a doctor or, you know, medical professional. So, um, and then really, um, I stayed on the medicine for, it was like five days. Um, I definitely felt, um, you know, out of sorts and, and, and chill and laid back. Um, and you know, it felt good. You know, I was actually wrapping presents with one arm watching like three movies in a row. And I remember thinking like, this feels, this feels good. Um, too good. And, and that was the night where, and I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. Um, and I said, okay, we're, we're, we're done with this. And, and Tara got rid of the rest. And, and that was that, but you know, it was, it felt good. I mean, I was having a blast watching it's a wonderful life rapping. I went from like emotional to like laughing, watching, you know, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And you know, watching a uh, Christmas vacation. So, but it was, you know, my experience was, was, you know, I didn't feel that I, like I, I was uncomfortable. I felt like I was, doing the right thing like i would like like in, in a bad way see, i felt very very good so you um see hold on for a second <clears throat> so and then this is where you, you can be uh you can you bear witness to all of this i going in there i didn't think much about the i didn't really think much about the surgery right it was like I, i've heard jimmy kimmel say mm -hmm. this before i put it on the calendar and i was like okay that's a job for for future pete you know, right now, regular, regular right. Pete isn't thinking about it. And then all, all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's coming and, and, and people are planning and Michelle's taking off from work and you're coming into town. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, oh boy. so the next thing I know, I'm in the room. And then, so then I start to cling to, okay, well, I'll get like a freebie out of this. I'll get, I'll get to get, I'll get yeah. to get, you know, I'll, I'll, for the first time in almost 10 years, I'll be under the influence and like, yeah. like, he, like heavy duty. And, uh. Because I do, and I want to talk about this. I do take Ambien, um, which is mm -hmm. something. Which is something I know. Which is something I'm. I'm trying to. I'm wrestling with, especially after this last week. Mm -hmm. So I get to the hospital, and I'm thinking, okay, like this is it. I got this coming to me, and uh, and and Mike was in the room with with the doctor and Michelle and Alan too, and they call an audible because certain tests aren't working, and they're like, which, okay, we. Which, by the way, was like. There's a, there's a moment in the room when you're about to get a heart procedure done, and Michelle and I are talking, and Pete's in the bed all gowned up, and and Alan is is monitoring his heart, and and you hear him go, 
oh, jeez. <laughs> and then again, like a, another middle lady is like, oh, Christ. And, I'm, and, and like, what you don't want to hear prior to any sort of, like, like, I mean, fortunately it wasn't during the surgery, but, like, it was pretty close, and it was definitely, like, like a stop, like stop the record scratch. And we're yeah. all trying we're to act like, like everybody's trying to act like this yeah. isn't happening, like it didn't happen. And then, so the reason, so the reason he did that is because, okay, oh by the way, Alan is doing the right thing. The hospitals doing the right thing. They want to make sure that you're still capable to have mm-hmm. this device put inside you. So basically, and imagine this, it's kind of funny now because it's done with. They're like, if we put this in you without doing this pre-test, the way your heart is functioning today, you would get shocked. You know, like you'd be walking <laughs> around and just getting tased. <laughs> Which would be funny for me to watch, but you know. <laughs> Not funny for me. So they switch it up and they said, no. okay. So there's a moment in time, and this is hard for me to admit, but it just mm. is what it is, so whatever. There's a moment in time where it's like, okay, we might not do this. That's what's going through my head. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I came in here. I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting messed up out of this. Like, do what, do what you got to do. And then I caught myself and I said, hey, Dr. Chen, whatever you guys want to do, you just let me yeah, know what the, yeah. best, what, what the best move. And that's why being in the care of doctors um, is, is, is so great. Doctors you trust. I've been working with this guy, Dr. Chen, for two years. He's unbelievable. And I trust and look, him. I, I thought, yeah, you handled that really well because – you know, it was going from, you know, to be like under the armpit and, 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 you know, you couldn't see it to over where you could see it. That was a big shift in the room, you know, like, it, you know, you'll be able to see a little bit and yeah. I'm not supposed to, a, I'm not supposed to lift my arm up now. I mean, I really haven't yeah, um, over my head for 30 days. And, and, and you made those decisions in your head pretty quickly because I'll tell you, I was thinking like, oh, like if this is me, I'm like, Hey. I'm probably taking a beat and saying, I got to regroup here. But you're like, we're doing this. Let's go. And I was like, wow. But there was a moment where, you know, I think we were all in the room a little scared as we were trying to figure out what yeah, was like, happening. Yeah, like, are we all going home? Eyes. Are we all going home? And then I had that, that, that junky aspect of me. It was like, oh, no, I'm, we're doing something. And then I was just like, hey, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, whatever you guys want to do. So, I didn't even go there. That's crazy. No. I didn't know you were even thinking that. Yeah, yeah I was. So... It's tough to admit. So then, this is another hard one to admit. I'm in the room, and they start to give the anesthetic. And this is just worth mentioning because Alan is like, "Look, like mm-hmm. this is you're you're getting this this cocktail. Like, be ready." And I, he said, though, they were like count count backwards, and they gave me the stuff that they gave Michael, Michael Jackson, um, and uh, whatever it's called. And so he said before I went out, I was like, "I'm dancing with the devil, Alan. I'm dancing with the devil." And 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 the next thing I know is being wheeled back in with you guys. Now, this is one thing I, yeah. I want to I make sure I put out there in the spirit of honesty in this whole thing, what we're talking about here. I remember coming to and thinking to myself, I mean, the first thing, not am I okay? Not like, is did it go well? I'm thinking, I'm messed up right now. This feels incredible. How can I keep this going? That's like the, yeah. fir- that's the first thing I thought about. And it's hard to admit but it's what I felt. And, and of course, yeah. when they bring up the pain meds, I'm like, oh, I'm going to need pain meds. Like, did I need them for the first day? Yes. Am I so grateful yeah. that Michelle was doling them out and, like, you know, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Extra. I mean, she was like, you need it. You sure? Like, it was like, <laughs> there's not much getting, <laughs> getting anything by her, which, is, which was a blessing. So I was unable to do what I – I don't know what I would have done. I mean, really, if I if I had gone home by myself with that bottle, 
I, I, I don't know what I would have done. It didn't come to that because she said on Sunday, I took one last one before bed and she said, do you want to flush him? I said, yes. Just having somebody else yeah. there uh, was absolutely was so important now, but I want you, you know to, what you don't, go ahead. you don't have to wrestle with that because that wasn't the case. Right. So yeah. it was exactly how it should have been. She was there and it happened the right way. Um, and you made the, the right decision to flush them down. That's, that's what you do. And, um, that's, well, that's what it's know, so Hogs doing. That's not what I, that's what I've done for, right. yeah, for some time now. Right. But, because yeah. you, you, because, you know, like we, I talked with you about this the other day, you know, you've done an amazing job of putting yourself in this, in this, you know, we are surrounded by great people who work great programs and, you know, it, it, like it, it, it just you're, you've you've done a great job of, of working the program to be in, in, in almost a cocoon. Um, you know, it, it can always change, but but you've done that, and I think that it guided that decision. You know, we're always going to think first thought wrong. Well, right? and, and um, this and this brings me to what just happened before I came in here. You know, I'm talking to um, Michelle called as I'm coming in here, and you know, I was with her recovering over the past week, and I take Ambien because I have to wake up early in the morning. But I took it all this week, and she was kind of like, "Hey, what's the deal with that?" Did you need to take it? Uh, and she wasn't being, you know, wasn't picking me apart or being preachy, but it made me think and it made me mm-hmm. reevaluate all that. Uh, I know that you uh, have had some experience with that. You take it sparingly. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But it's it, the whole yeah, th- I, I the have, whole thing is is the whole thing. I know P- I was prescribed it. P- you were prescribed it. But the whole thing mm-hmm. after this most recent experience is just all kind of gross to me. If that makes any sense, it's like, like you need a mental battle. Yeah, and, and and isn't it in a sense to me? I think it's such a blessing because, like anything, you've gone through this experience. It's been a week, right? And it's almost like when you come out of drinking and you get those moments of clarity, right? When you stop drinking for a couple of days and someone goes to rehab and that that's when you need to put the mechanisms in place when there's distance, right? When, and, and, you know, the first thing I heard this on a podcast or something recently, um, was it this one? You know, the first thing you have to do, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Really famous. Good first one. one that people um, listen no, to. Right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, yeah, and by the way, I don't listen to this podcast, so um, I, I wouldn't have heard it there. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's oh, you lost my train of thought again here. Oh, yeah, you were yeah, saying, yeah. you were saying first thought. Um, you were saying, you know, it's when you when you come out um, to put the distance between, like before, like when you're drinking, right? And that's it. Like like getting away from the the drugs and alcohol and getting getting distance from the last drink getting distance from the last drug and then making the decisions and putting mechanisms in place to start your road to sobriety right like it's with with a clear head and the right people around you you start doing the right things and you'll do that and you're doing it already and you'll do it today that's all you got to worry about and you'll wake up tomorrow and you'll do it again I'm sure and then a week later you go it, you know, you have this even more distance and in a month you're like, wow, that was a crazy couple of days. Yeah. You know, because that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. And, and it came, um, it, you know, it came up because I, you know, she was like, well, what are you going to, you know, she knew it was, I, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this and cause I feel like this is topical. It really relates to sobriety. And she's like, what are you going to talk about the ambient? I was like, 
You know, I was like, what do you <laughs> I was, you know, yeah. and, and I did kind of what, what, what I can do, what addicts can do. And I was like, so, you know, I need to reevaluate that. I think for sure, just, you know, on school nights, maybe if I've got to transition into waking up at 1 a.m., but like, do you need it? No, you don't. You really don't. And, uh, you know, that's something I need to look at. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I travel a lot for work and, and less now than I have. Um, but at times it was, you know, a couple of different time zones and, you know, in, in, within two days, you know, three different time zones and like, you know, you just get ragged and I would, you know, I would travel with one. Just think, you know, because if I was going two nights in a row with no, with like an hour sleep, like you know, I had to get a good night's sleep. But it's dangerous, you know. It's, it's, and, 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 it's dangerous. And, and by the way, you and I, this is all, this is my thing. That's your thing. But people that are prescribed drugs that are sober, that is your business. It's prescribed by a doctor. I'm just get. This is just my experience. Uh, and, yeah, and no exactly. Way. And Mike, this is your experience too, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, uh, this, this is my experience. So one um, of the things I want to Can I reel it back for one second? Because maybe you're going to go here. I, you know, I wanted to kind of like, like, like turn, turn the mirror the other way. When, when you came out mm-hmm. of surgery into the recovery room and Michelle and I are there. I was about to ask you this. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you had a look that I had not seen in a long time. And, it was like, you know, the droopy eyes, but it wasn't like, to me, like a naive, you know, friendly, loopy. It was the look that, that I had seen for a long time, um, you know, of, of you being under the influence of something. And it was, it made me uncomfortable because I'm, you know, like, you know, you look at, 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 at drugs and alcohol and how far you have come and how amazing your life has been. And I remember like, Ooh, I, I didn't like that old, that, that guy. I mean, I loved him, but I didn't like that guy, you know? And it was like, it, it, it brought me back. It was, it was crazy. And I, and I, and I mentioned to you, you know, there were a couple things when we were just, we were, we were talking and, you know, you would do a side eye look at me or, you know, and, and like, you know, almost give a fuck off look to me or, you know, not, you know, you will yeah. be aggressive, but like your eyes said it and it was like, wow, like, holy shit. It's been a long time since I saw this guy, you know? And that's how, that's how quickly it happened. So of course this was for, you know, this is doctor's orders, whatever, but that's how, that's how quickly like somebody can go back there. And it felt like, if, this is one thing I'll say, it's all, it's a terminology, but a free lapse isn't free. It's bullshit. Because for me, like I said, the moment I got out of there, I was like, how can I keep this going? And that is, and, and, and it was, a, it was gross for all the time. Once I came down from that initial, like, like rocket ship, right. Which is the hospital stuff. All it felt gross. And I would say it to this, anybody that's just coming around or, or is new, it is so much better, Mike, to, to go to a meeting, work out, and then meet up with somebody like you or like Murph, really, right? Or like, or, or my girlfriend and have dinner with them. That is a high. That fills me up and gives me the, the, the feeling that drugs and alcohol used to give me. Sitting with my sponsor in Hoboken, uh, Mike P., uh, reading the big book. Like those were white light experiences. Like that yeah. gave me the stuff that drugs and alcohol gave me. And on the other side of this, ha- flirting with that, that dark, disgusting world, it was like, oh my gosh, like thank, you, you know, today, right? I have, I have yeah. the opportunity. At first, the one thing I'll say is I don't have this licked. 
it's every day. And, and that was like a scary, that's why I wanted to talk with you about this because you were there. It's a scary deal, man. Well, didn't we talk about it a little bit the other day? Like, isn't that the blessing of this, that you, you didn't like the way you feel you felt. No, I did not. You, You saw the dirtiness in the world of, of, of being like that. And it was like, this was dirty and I liked it and I wanted more. But it was dirty, and you know, to know that and have the the you know the bumpers in place to, to to move you know right back into sobriety is important because because it wasn't like I love this and there's no consequences. This is fun and it's, I'm not hurting anybody, whatever. And, and you know that could have been really dangerous. Yeah, because that could have led you know been like I'm not hurting anybody, and you know that could have led to deceit and God knows what. So I look at it like your reaction was a positive one. And it's all how it should work because you, again, you front load a program that's phenomenal. Alan came in while you were in surgery um, and just said the most, the most wonderful things about the program you work and, and what a great, great man you are and, and how much he admires your program. Um, and, and, you he must, know, he look, must have been splitting the. Know, he must have been splitting that, that shit with me that they put in <laughs> my, my IV. That's nice of him to say that. <laughs> But you could just tell that 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 Alan was a was a really good, esteemable guy. Yeah. Um. And for him to say that already, it was like, and that's that's how I feel. And it was just great to hear him say that. And you know, you you know, you, it's 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 also your first time through this. And as we know, in sobriety, firsts are tough. You yeah. know, holidays. You know, dinner out. Like all firsts are tough. And, and I was I, I was a shell now, of myself this past week. I, and Kevin, our brother, right, said this. He said, you know, that stuff's it's going to weird you out. It's going to take a little while. You know, Kevin, he's always he's not always right, but he's always sure. And he would, but he'll, he'll tell you what's going to happen, isn't he? <laughs> he, was, he? He nailed it, though. I mean, I was not, yeah. you know, I I didn't feel myself. I didn't feel there's a whole yeah. other component, too. I didn't feel like I was fulfilled. I was going to meetings, but you know, I wasn't working. And, and I think there's something to be said for whether you work at a Seven Eleven or whether you push a mop or whether you're the sure. C- CEO of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and there's better jobs than that, but that's all I came up with right now. I promise. Hey, what, what, yeah. Tell me this. How many meetings did you go to this week? I went to three and honestly they didn't, and they were good, but I was still, I, I haven't felt I, I'm just starting to come back to uh, because I know I have to work tomorrow, and, I, and honestly, doing this with you feels good. I was not fulfilled as 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 a guy. Uh, I think uh, when I came back, if, if there was an airport, I would have flown out to uh, out of. I think Michelle Michelle would have driven me there <laughs> a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Mm-hmm. I think she was ready to unload me, Oof. and I think uh, let's you not know. talk about the grocery store. <laughs> oh, don't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost my mind at a grocery store. So, I mean, and it all—it was all build. It was all building. It was all building. Uh, who goes to the grocery well, store at eight thirty on a Tuesday? By the way, no, I'm kidding. Well, you know, an unplanned trip. Whew, you know, <laughs> um, uh, the quote was this. The quote was this: "Is you use all the soap in the bathroom upstairs? Like, where do you think that comes? How do you think that soap gets there?" Which was like a really good point. We need to go shopping for this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> you it, look. It's funny because you you're in this relationship now, and it's and it's going really well. Uh, but 
there's an accountability and there's a partnership and, and you saw that accountability this week, yeah. right? That, that, that I, yeah. you know, we all adjust to, um, especially when you're, you know, elderly such as yourself, you know, <laughs> you know, getting in a, a, a very serious relationship. Um, you know, there's, there's, it, you know, it's not just a partner, well, it's a partnership, but because now you're accountable to somebody who's in your face. Yeah. Um, in a good way. And uh, yeah. that's, you know, you, you, it'll be, again, this is a first in a sense, right? And, uh, having someone you really care about and, and, you know, potentially, or, you know, cohabitating with them, you know, that's the big deal. And, uh, there'll be some, there'll be some changes and some growing pains, but it's going <laughs> like to be You're going to have, you're going to have to make changes. And, and that's just kind of, kind of how it is. But I want to, I want to throw it back on you. What was it like for your, I won't keep you too much longer. What was it like for you to have that experience, to, to be there? Uh, you know, you're a guy who probably wouldn't have been there 16, 17 years ago. Uh, but like no, to show no. up like that, to be a part of that. No, to, no way to, I would have been there. To do something that's hard. And like, Mike, I wouldn't, yeah. to have you guys there was like you couldn't write a better script for somebody like me to feel good and comfortable going into a surgery like that. It was unbelievable. It, it was it, an unbelievable experience. It's like it, I'll look. I'll say it's like it's like going to a meeting that you just didn't feel like going to, and you walk out of there on cloud nine, right? And I, not that I didn't want to go there, but like I went there because it it was the right thing to do for me, right? Like it, 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 I wanted to be of service. Um, you know, and look, I was like, oh, it's going to be a hassle with the, you know, the two hour drive and the plane. I got to come change this and change that. And, and Tara. Yeah. Said, your, your wife. You go. Yeah. My wife, Tara, my, <laughs> my, my, my current wife, um, <laughs> said, you go, just go, you know, you just figure it out and you go. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, she's right. You know, she's right. So I, it, it was it was a tremendous experience to be able to do that. And look, one of the things that I really believe in, you know, what, if you're working a program of some sort, one of the things talked about is, is being of service, right? And, you know, it, 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 it's one of the main things, to give away what you've freely been given. I also think that the best way to exercise that is those closest to you. I don't have to be helping another alcoholic or drug addict because frankly, that comes pretty easy. It's helping your wife, being of service to my wife first thing in the morning and, of, and, and my children. Um, that, that's real. I mean, that, that, you know, that can take more work than helping another alcoholic because you're so in those moments all the time. And, and I think to me, service and kindness is authentic if it starts at home. And if it starts with your brother and, and look, I, 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 you know, I, we couldn't be closer and, and, and I'm so blessed, you know, uh, and I didn't, I didn't want you to be alone. Uh, I also wasn't looking forward to making all these moves, but it was just the right thing to do. And, and, and being there and of service was great. And then when I left and I got home on Friday, Saturday, I got home on Saturday I was on cloud nine because you were recovering because I had been there. Cause I, cause I was sober and I showed, I showed up for somebody. I suited up, showed up and, and I was able to help. 
and I was not in the way. I was able to know my place and you know, that's sobriety. And, and, and I was like, I, I, look, I stopped and got flowers for Tara, my wife. Oh, you did on the, on the way home. Yeah. Because I was just, she was so supportive and going down there and you know, she was, you know, she'd been alone with the dogs and Callie for seven, almost six days. Cause of my, you know, Boston to there. And, 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 you know, she was supportive and she was a great wife. She's a great wife, but yeah. it was a great moment. That's, so that, I, that's I, awesome. know, I wasn't done. Yeah. I wasn't tired and dragging. I felt great. You know, I really did. Uh, I was so happy you were okay, you know, and I was so happy that, um, you'd made this decision cause it dawned on me on the way back. What a huge breakthrough this was for you. Yeah, totally. To I mean, yes. get this done. Yeah. And, and, and to, 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 to tell people about it, you know, you, you know, your Instagram posts and, and, you know, you're really come, come out of the closet. I, yeah, that, totally. You know? you, how about what Alan said real quick? You talk about that. He said, you know, cause I, he could tell I was uh, anxious and he said the time to worry was before was yeah. when you were diagnosed up until now. He was like, you know, you could have dropped dead yeah. and nobody would have found you. He said, now you have this protection. Like now you're good. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a good point. Yeah. It, 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 you know, sobriety or not, whatever, you know, I don't know how Alan was before, but I know that there's a gift. No, he was an asshole. When, no. when, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? But there's, there's a gift. Uh, well, any sort of industry, but specifically, the, the, you know, the healthcare industry where, where you can make someone feel really good about what they're doing and, and know they're going to be okay. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. We all just want to be, we all just want to know that we're going to be okay and that we're a part of something. And, and Alan, you know, I could feel like we all deflated, you know, like first it was like, Oh God, he really could have died. But then it's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like you have a chance now. Yeah, I got to say, I got to say, like, you know, <laughs> the surgery certainly wasn't free, uh, but I have to say, like, it was at Ascension, Pro Ascension Providence Hospital and Waco Cardiology and Dr. Chen and Allen, and, and you know, it's just unbelievable. You know, those they were all, that whole team made me feel so good, and uh, it was, you know, it was a good experience, as, yeah, as crazy look, as that sounds. I hate to dwell on it too much, but that's that's what, that's what that's how it should always be, right? Like, like they took care of of, of, of a person who, who was scared, who didn't want to do this and, um, made you feel good about it. That's, Dude. That's, and that's, I was, I was watching, I was watching the beginning. I got to watch it of, uh, Dr. Death. I mean, it's like the exact opposite on, oh. on Peacock. I'm <laughs> serious. I was watching that yesterday. I was like, good God. Like it gives you gratitude. I and I asked you. I said, I hope you didn't watch this before because that was right in in, in that was right down the street happening. Yeah. And that guy was 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 out. He was disgusting, and the way he treated people, and you know, you were just, you were in great hands, man. It was a beautiful thing. Wow. Those people did a great job. I love you, and thank you for coming. Do you have anything else to say? Oh no, no I'm good. That was that, you know I. I love it. It's nice to have people be a fly on the wall for our daily conversations. Well, you know, no, but I think it was worth, I, I said, you know, I want to do this and I actually have a guest lined up, but I was like, I want to do this. Um, you know, I wanted to do this with you just because I, it, it was, it was, uh, it was one of those experiences. It was a life experience, a real life experience in sobriety. And it dealt with substance, uh, in sobriety. And you were there, you were of service and I, you know, Michelle was there and, and, and Alan and Dr. J everybody was just awesome. So, yeah. 
Well, I, I can't wait. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, Mike H did get Mike H is forever bumped. By the way, where, where was where, where where was Kevin while this was going on? Do you know? Oh, Kevin! You know, Kevin was in Maui. <laughs> he was in Maui. He didn't know I was coming down, and he and he called and said, "I didn't know you were coming down." And, and I'm the asshole in Maui now. And I, you know, of course, I said, well, that's, that's fitting. It kind of works for you, doesn't it? He was sending him and Patty, are sending, Patty and his wife are sending pictures from Maui. I'm thinking like, God, God I'm going under. I mean, and they're so supportive. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is one of the people, honestly, Mike, he's one of those those sobering voices, right? Kevin, our brother, sober many years, too. Oh, God, and yeah. uh, he's like, dude, you're going to die. And, and it's one, you know, yeah. every, every, if you if you don't get this this done and if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. And I'm telling you, every person, whether it's same thing for me getting sober and same thing for me going through. And this is not, look, for an, a sober idiot like me or just an idiot in general, this is business as usual. But for me, honestly, it was a hard thing to do. And every little mess, if you're surrounded by the right people, every little message you get is what you're supposed to be hearing. You know, the love mm-hmm. and the reality I get from you, the, 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 the hit you over the head from Kevin, you know, like like from other people yeah. in AA. Uh, it's just like you, if you're around the right people, you get what you need to move forward and do the right thing. It's up to you to do it. Right, and it's about, you know, again, I'll say, when you have clarity, it's making the good decisions that support long-term health and sobriety, right? It, it, it's when you have that. It, one last thing on, on Kevin, because, my God, he is great, and he does tell it like it is. But don't forget, this is also the same guy who who has told us that he's been in more fights than days we've been alive. So, And, and we, we both know that is an exaggeration of sorts. Well, and so, at this you know, point, we're uh, alive. it's like 20 years from now. It's like extreme exaggeration. That was when I was, I think I was still 30 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fun. He's a brawler, that guy. Well, I'll tell you. Look, don't look at him the wrong way. Remember when he said that? Guys, uh, to listening, Kevin, I forget something about, something about me getting into a fight or Michael getting into a fight. And he said, dude, I've been, I, this was a quote. I've been in more fights than days you've been alive. And Mike said, Mike Wait, said, yeah, I used to come up from St. Thomas Good Council High School and Kevin was smoking a cigarette on the corner. On the corner. Wearing a leather jacket. To kick ass. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it was great because he realized that uh, he was in the wrong crowd. He thought he was with his, uh, you know, his his, uh, his new family in California. Who, you know, they, they just, yeah. We're like, hey, dude, we, we grew up with you? Like, <laughs> that was uh, that was great. That's why I love him so much, though. Um, you know, because right away he got it and was like, oops. Yeah, well, I mean, that's. I can't wait to see until we're all together again in July. All right, or August. Anything else? No, I got to get on home to uh, the best thing that's ever happened to my marriage. Hello Fresh. What's Hello it's a Fresh? Good dinner waiting for me. Oh, okay, okay. Mike, oh my God, Mike, Mike, the, Mike, the producer gives a, gives a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my I was Cara, sure. I was uh, sure you wife. were going to say Viagra. But no, 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 don't need that for not because, you know, anyways, um, no, no, yeah, it's great. But she, she said, she still made, it's supposed to be uh, less of a production in great food and it is, but man, she definitely has a way of making it look like it's a, it's a hell of a production when I walk in there. You just think she was, she was out like, you know, 
picking the food herself and, and whatever, but but it is delicious and makes me happy. Hold so, on, Mike H., what are you saying? Mike Hamilton's he's trying to communicate. He's saying there's your sponsor. He's saying there's your sponsor. Yeah, Hello Fresh. where are you? You know, we'll have to, we'll to try yeah, Hello Fresh. home run, home run. Uh, and, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Thank you. All right, Mike, I love you, buddy. That's it. We're done. Thanks so much for listening to The Payoff with Pete. Once again, I'm Pete Souza, And, of course, we are part of the Rogue Media Network. All kinds of good podcasts you can find at roguemedianetwork.com. And, of course, you can find this podcast and all those other ones wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, other spots like that. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 